go on a trip. Yeah, let's go on a trip. Yeah, baby. It's not too bad. What was the question again? <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. And welcome to Suddenly Senior. This is a podcast series for those of us who've reached a certain age in life. That's right. You can join if you're not our age, but it'll be a lot more fun if you are. <laughs> so strap yourselves in, check your blood pressure, light your spliff. Pour yourself a small bevy and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Suddenly Senior. Our latest guest is somebody that, well, Ange and I have known for many, many moons. In fact, we've done meetings with her. The, she's a <laughs> That's doyen. your favourite memory, really. <laughs> really? Meetings. Actually, no, the meetings certainly weren't my favourite memory. And please don't interrupt until I finished your intro. Oh. Debbie Spillane. He's changed, Ange. I am. Oh. Uh, Debbie Spillane is a guru in many different levels. She's, of course, uh, a sportster. She's been star. Well, you are a sportster. Oh, sportster. You, I believe, were the first woman. Oh, I won't get into all your backstory. What was she the first woman to do? Well, she was the first woman to commentate on the cricket on ABC Radio. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. See, I do my research. Most people have forgotten about it, but it did happen. I thought that was Kate Fitzpatrick. No, that was Channel Nine. Oh, I beg your pardon. It's good to see this is going so well so quickly. Deb, Deb Blake. Yes, welcome aboard. (laughs) Thank you. I feel like I've been here for hours. (laughs) Oh, it'll get. Stick with us, it'll get better. Now, Deb, it's one of those things that I usually, when I'm driving up the north coast of New South Wales, I stop off usually at two people's places and they're sitting in front of me right now at this desk, (laughs) yourself and Anne. Which one do you like the best? I'm not going to get into that now. (laughs) That's a trap. But he feels like he's on holidays now. Ah, I see, right, that's right. I think that's it. That's right. right. You both have that holiday side about you. Well, we both live on the coast. Yeah. Mm. Out of town. And so, well, let's talk about that. So when did you decide to leave the big city and go and live in the country? Uh, 2014, I think, was when I made that decision. And why did you make that decision? Because I just was sick to death of Sydney, especially traffic. I had uh, friends that were living up the coast and every time I went up there I I started thinking, yeah, I I could do this. And having lived in Sydney most of my life, I thought I'd retire and stay in Sydney. But once I saw what what life was like, I I particularly took a shine to Bellingen, which isn't where I ended up living, but Mm -hmm. I'm not far Mm -hmm. from Bellingen. And so do you think of yourself as retired? Oh, definitely. Oh, really? Very happy. Very proud to call yourself retired. Mm. Yep. And like six years now, retired. Ah. And does that mean retired from all work or retired yep. from full-time work? Retired. I, I, don't, I don't want to do anything else. <laughs> I like being retired. Well, I mean, I have a band, but, you know, no, but no, that's well, not. that's lovely. That's you, exciting. I don't think of that as work, even no. though we occasionally get paid. Occasionally, yes, yeah. for your gigs. So Thoughts and Prayers. Thoughts yes. and Prayers is the name of that band. Right. Inspired by? Well, we actually got our first gig during the bushfire crisis and we just thought, well, if we call ourselves Thoughts and Prayers, we'll get more mentions than any band on the planet. Yes. <laughs> By every, every politician. <laughs> That's right. And also I have the feeling that you don't raise expectations if you call yourself Thoughts and Prayers because mm. no one expects anything to come of Thoughts and Prayers, <laughs> yes. which is pretty much how we saw our, uh, our band. Mm. Mm. Were you a sort of radical young woman? Because you went into a few, you know, non-traditional jobs, didn't you? Wouldn't have described myself as a radical okay. young woman. I was kind of surprised that things that I did were seen as radical because I'd just grown up in a sporting or a family that 
went to a lot of sporting events, talked about sport. So when I got into sport, I was actually sports journalism. I was actually surprised that people were surprised. Right. Didn't just hadn't normal. occurred to me that it, that it was an odd thing or mm. an unusual thing. Mm. Mm. It's amazing when people react like that around you. Are you still getting that sort of reaction today uh, in the north coast of New South Wales from people? <laughs> yeah, but probably not for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> How are you finding... Being suddenly senior. We always ask the question, you know, when did you know you were suddenly senior? No, I don't think so. I I just, I'm not sure that you become suddenly senior. Sorry to just, you know, yeah, pull no, that out from your entire program. Well, that's it. You know, it's now what it happens quite it. gradually. <laughs> it does happen quite gradually, you're right. Yes, but maybe for some people there's a sudden, I think, I mean, there was a sudden moment where I realised I could retire. Mm. That was, but that was more like, wow, I can actually get out. Now, you know, mm. if I don't live in Sydney, I can afford to just sayonara. Did you tussle with that idea? No. No, it's like, I'm out of here now. Yeah. yeah. Do you have ailments? Do you talk about them or do you like to keep them quiet? Oh, ailments. Do I you take go- medication? Yeah, oh, look, I've, yeah, I've been, oh, been on Is that how this program goes? Yeah, really? God, it must be about fast. It. I must remember to tune in. I can't <laughs> wait to find out what medication everyone else is taking. Uh, yeah, I've been on blood pressure medication for, for years. You know, you ha- I had to to get through working with Ian. I yes, think, of course, I understand. Yeah. I will do that. Mm. Uh, and I've also had asthma all my life, but that's not... That's not because I'm old, <laughs> you know. That's I had mm. that from when I was 18 mm. months old. It's probably better controlled now than than it's been before. No ailments other than just getting old and saggy. That's about <laughs> yeah, the that's main good. thing. Mm. Yeah, that's the, good. Nothing major. I've been. Oh, my eye eyesight has packed it in. I had to have a gas bubble inserted in a hole in the oh, macula wow. in my eye. Yeah, you that see, was this it. is the thing this about being it, senior. Yeah. You ask somebody, oh, you know, have you got a disease? Or, you know, how are you going <laughs> medically? And after a while, it, it literally, that could be the whole program. That's we should right. make this whole program somebody just going through their medical no. stuff <laughs> because now we've hit gas bubble in the eye with Debbie <laughs> I know, But it's just such a bizarre <laughs> thing to first. think that that, that, that happened. Like, yeah. It was just when they explained to me, oh, this is, this is what we have to do. It's like, really? But the other, the other option was going blind in that eye. So it was kind of like, yeah, okay, then you better do the gas bubble thing. Mm. But, you know, I still look around and think comparatively it, it's a bit of a, uh, you know, both eyes are not very good, mm. but I can still function. But, yeah, it was a surprising thing because I'd never worn glasses in my life, never mm. had any problems, mm. and bang, that's the thing that, that goes. But There you go. You, you know, see, compared to other I people. knew we'd uncover an ailment somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've got to put a board together with just all – take a pick of which ailment you'd like to talk <laughs> about. Right. Is mine more interesting than everyone else's? Yes. God, I hope so. Oh, no no one's mentioned gas bubble <laughs> no, at this point. Right. <laughs> hey, so uh, are you living the life that you uh, imagined you would? Yeah. yeah. I think I actually, it's funny, you know, I think of myself, uh, just a few weeks ago, we played, we played, like, often play at a grower's market in Bellingen, Mm -hmm. uh, a little band. And as we were driving there, I was saying to one of the guys in my band, you know, when I first came up to Bellingen with my daughter, there was an old lady busking out the front of the IGA. Mm. And I said, that'll be me when I retire. (laughs) And and, and I haven't actually busked out front of the IGA. <laughs> but you but, are at the market. But at the market, it's yeah. pretty close, only a couple of blocks away. <laughs> so, yeah, it does make me laugh that that was how I – I was kind of half joking, but I was thinking, yeah, I could do that because I went back to playing guitar and, and just thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll end up – 
like that little old lady, and I sort of have. Because you, you've dabbled with being a performer, particularly while working with me, um, <laughs> over the years, though, and I'm talking about uh, musical performer. Uh, you singing and playing guitar has been something that it's, it hasn't just started. It You did this many years ago. No, I went back to it, and that's that's one thing I do say to people, and I guess this is the kind of gem material you're looking for. Look, for we're really hoping senior. something's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> We've been going a while, just been forget. waiting for a gold nugget to come out. Forget about that. No, just that. She can't help herself. She can't help her. Mm. That idea that when I retired, I thought, now, what was I doing before I was so rudely interrupted by children <laughs> and the, uh, you know, mortgages and the requirement to have a job? What was I doing before that? And I thought, I was in a band. Let's go back to that. Is mm. that right? Mm. And what was the early band called? I was in lots of bands in my university you? days. So you were but, uh, quite a guitar player. I hardly ever played guitar. I only played guitar in one so band. So what did you do in the band? Just bands? sang. Oh, really? Yeah, I was the chick singer. In those right. days, they didn't really want, you know, I'm talking about the 70s. It was pretty unusual to have a, a woman in a band who was doing anything other than singing and playing a bit of tambourine if, yeah, she, was a, right. if she was an all-rounder, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> So, but I did in one band I played because I had the old uh, acoustic guitar at at school. Mm. We, you know, I went to a Catholic school, and there was mm. that era in the sixties. Oh, it's the. Who was the? Well, no, sister, sister Janet Mead, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> but we used to seriously. There was a big era where the folk mass was seen as very modern and you would go and, you know, they have a little booklet of songs. They weren't all hymns. You know, things like Blowing in the Wind were, mm, was mm. considered. Bridge over t- troubled water. Basically all Simon and Garfunkel's back catalogue. Pretty much, really, yeah. Or yeah. Peter, Paul and Mary. Oh, pe- exactly. Yes, Peter, Paul and Mary, that sort of stuff. So, yeah, at school it was a bit of a thing that your know, guitar was. But it was the old nylon string folky kind of mm-hmm, thing. And then mm-hmm. when I got older and was in bands, like guys were playing guitars but they had the big sexy electric guitar and so mm. I just sort of shut up about like, oh, yeah, I've got a uh, Yamaha nylon string at home but that's not really going to work in this band, is it? So, yeah. so, yeah, so basically I had a guitar for most of my life, an acoustic guitar, and I think I picked it up every time I moved house and put it in the corner of another room and that was about the right. only time I ever picked it up. But, but now you play it every week at the markets. Well, not every week, but yes, but I play yeah. it every day. Oh, yeah. that's so, fantastic. Yeah. So that was what, yeah, I just – and it's one of those things that as you get older – and we were having this conversation with another friend on, on Friday about how that old thing that they tell you when you're younger, that, you know, you really just have to put in the hours to get better. Mm. And now I just sort of think, you know, that's actually true mm. uh, because for the last four or five years I've been playing guitar a lot and I'm still not very good but I'm definitely better. Right. So, yeah, that's you realise that you don't really get anywhere if you don't spend the time on it. I haven't had the time until recently. Well, you've certainly got lots of time now. Heaps of time. I, I'm just thinking, you know, it's great having something to do uh, that you don't feel you have to do. You actually do because you really like it. All those pressures that used to be, oh, this is my thing, I have to go and do it now, are not there anymore. Mm. And so do, do you still have a schedule? I mean, is, mm. or is this, it just happens? Well, the schedule is get up, go to the coffee shop for breakfast. Uh, then maybe have a walk and then maybe play some guitar and anything. Well, if other stuff happens, then that's a big day. Nice. Otherwise, that's just a normal. Do you have a nap? No. Actually, it's funny because having done a lot of breakfast radio over the years, as as you did as well, I got very good at the afternoon nap. Mm. And I just haven't had an afternoon nap. But that's because for... we go to bed quite early, right? Yes. I, yeah. We're both... <laughs> 
Andrew and I have been comparing. We're both in bed by 8.30 or 9. It's just like people say to me, did you watch State of Origin? Well, a bit, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, right. And what time do you both get up? This, you see, this is the difference between you two oh, yeah. and me. I'm very, I'm, I'm up late and I get up. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty dull because I can see the sunrise from my bed. So I well, I can't watch the sunrise. Actually, I've got this friend. Friend in Bellingen, hello, Bobby, if you happen to listen to this, who takes photos often of, of really spectacular sunrises. Mm. So sometimes I wake up and go to the loo and think, I bet that's going to be a really spectacular sunrise. Bobby will be onto it. I'll be able to see photos later <laughs> and go back to bed. Now, I wake up. Usually I wake up early, but I don't get up early, especially in winter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Me too. I'm not. I up. read for a while. Yeah, tweet, yeah, you know, too. I love my mm. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, do yeah, me too. Uh, sort read, of read, read what's been happening overnight. Mm. Yeah, just that sort of thing. So, how would you say you've changed as you've grown older, Deb? Have I've you slowed down. Slowed down. And enjoyably so. Like it's not like I feel like I've slowed down and that's a problem. I actually, It's funny sometimes when people f- come and stay with me who are still working, not Ian because Ian's never been running. This ever. is my gig. I know, I know. <laughs> but, I mean, you have come and stayed with me at times while mm. you were still in the workforce. Oh, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Thinly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I noticed my, you know, friends, especially living in Sydney, just seem to be operating. Speedy. Yes, speedy. And yeah. it's like, whoa, just slow oh, down. Interesting. You know, like, mm. Yeah, so I just And you used it. to be like that. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Mm. And do you think it's age or the fact that you've relocated out of the city that's made you slow down? Well, I think age made me want to slow down right? in the sense that I thought I don't want to keep going at this pace. I don't want to be battling traffic every day. I mm. don't want to be worrying about work. I don't. I just wanted out of all of those things because I think I wanted – to just run at a at a more relaxed pace and just enjoy whatever's left. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting thing, isn't it, Deb? Where where you get to our age, and then after a while, you start to think, "Oh, wow, I really, you know, this is like nana nap time." I, you know, I, I really, I, I don't really have that drive where I'm desperate to do everything or be a star or do any of that work. Which, luckily, we've had a good way to get that out of our systems. But you realise it's now something that is on the wind down, and how are you going to handle that? And you seem to be handling it very well and and the regional side of it I I find quite interesting because I think you're one of our first regional people other than of course Ange (laughs) (laughs) I'm obviously never going to get anywhere with that point Is, one of our first regional people. <laughs> <laughs> is, is the a nice region. little, yes. a nice little regional to, person. <laughs> I feel like you're going to put me in a jar on a shelf somewhere. Here we have a specimen of the first regional people. Well, uh, I think that is, is that the happy hunting ground? That's what I'm basically asking you. Is it like, you know, should we all just move to the regions? I don't know. It depends what you want, want to do in retirement. I've got friends who swear blind they're never going to leave Sydney or Melbourne or Mm. or wherever they are because they feel really attached to it. I come back to Sydney now and, to be honest, I can't wait to get out. Is that right? Yeah, I just can't wait to go home. You said earlier um, something, Deb, you said, I want to enjoy whatever's left. Mm. What do you mean by that and what do you think is left? I have no idea how much time is left, but I guess one of the factors when I retired at 60 was that My mum had died at 60 
and she'd only retired a couple of months before and had been really looking forward to retirement. Yeah. And there were there were lots of different factors, but that that was one of them. And I just thought, well, you don't know how much time you've got left. And and I felt like the you know, the career I was in was just going to be more of the same if I was lucky. <laughs> you know, you'd just keep doing what you'd already been doing. And I just thought there are lots of other things that I'm interested in that I want to do and I just wanted to stop, okay, that's the end of that part of my life, Let's whatever's left, let's try some other things. Mm. Yeah. Now, Deb, it's interesting because you've changed your lifestyle uh, but also you've made it more comfortable for yourself. I, I can't begin to tell you how many conversations I've had with you about your love of overalls, <laughs> <laughs> which I think <laughs> I think it's it's adapting, isn't it, really? If you've suddenly gone, I don't have to do anything anymore, so I can actually do exactly what I want. These are my dress overalls that I'm wearing today. I usually wear – I bought – during lockdown, actually, I bought some workman's overalls because – Some yakkers. Yeah, yeah, the hard yakker. I think mm. that's exactly mm. what they are. And I just thought, this is perfect. I, I had actually worn overalls when I was pregnant with my first daughter years ago and I was in a band. What country Joe and the Fish was it? <laughs> <laughs> No, but it was when you don't have a waist, yeah. overalls are actually quite a good thing. I had a reason for not having a waist back then because I was pregnant. Mm. Now, I, you know, the reason I don't have a waist, I don't know what it is, but I've tried to remedy it. <laughs> I lost I mine somewhere it's... in a street round here. <laughs> I have to explain to the listener that, uh, that, that Deb, is, Deb is wearing a very fetching pair of black overalls. Yes. But sort these of a linen fabric, I yes, think. Yes, but these are kind of these. Like I said, these, these are dressing up because mm. I like the you know, the men's overalls are just fantastic because you've got the pocket for the phone, and I've got like a, a two story house, mm. and I found that I was always like putting the phone down, and then I'd hear it ring, and <laughs> sort of up and downstairs looking where where is it? So I found when I got these overalls, like you know, just pop the phone in the front pocket. And wherever I was, the the phone's there, and you sort of keep my reading glasses in one pocket, and Excellent. instead of looking for things all the time, they're all on me. And I found by wearing workman's overalls, I could get rid of a bra, a handbag, and and uncomfortable shoes all in one fell Perfect. swoop. So you know, once I was That's wearing liberating. overalls, it is. It was just like I don't actually don't have to wear a bra anymore because. You know, yeah, the, the, bib, you've got the, bib. the bib and brace mm. covers it and, and then no high heels. I was over them. So I know you uh, are a mother and, mm -hmm. and a grandmother, yes? Yes, yep. And so do you uh, spend a lot of time with your grandkids? And I wonder if you ever worry who'll look after you when you become old. My grandkids are in Sydney and on the Central Coast. I haven't, actually, haven't seen much of them in the last couple of years because of, because of COVID. I guess that's the kind of thing I worry. Uh, I'll worry about that at when the time comes because I would like not to put that burden on on my kids or grandkids or whatever. But you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the kind of you know. I guess of of course it's possible that that I won't be able to look after myself. That's always a possibility. But uh, you know, for the moment, that's not a, not something I'm having to deal with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, surprises. This is an, a, an important part, I think, of, of um, being our age. What What are the things that surprise you and the things you have fun with? Oh, I, I don't think I'm surprised by anything anymore, <laughs> to be honest. Are you that jaded? Oh, yeah, yeah, very jaded. I mean, I'm surprised that other people find it hard to wind down because I've just 
found it mm. so incredibly easy and enjoyable. And when people say, oh, you know, but what do you do all day kind of thing? What's yeah, like how do you keep your brain active? Oh, Wordle, you know, like oh, everyone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that's only once a day. Come on. But well, no, nothing, you, nothing keeps your brain yeah, more active. Have you already done it today? Yes. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing keeps your brain more active than playing music, though. It, it yeah. exercises exactly. all parts of your mm. brain, plus you know coordination, mm. and, and and that was that was. I suppose I said before the thing that surprised me, for instance, was my eyesight failing so mm. dramatically, and and it was because I was trying to read chord chord charts. So then I thought, well, I I just have to start memorising. So yeah. I have to remember all the songs. So the other guys in the band uh, are looking at lyrics and chords and like. I, I mean, I can look at them, but I can't make head nor tail of them. <laughs> so I just, so so just, I just have them to remind memory. them. So that's I don't great. know that that surprised it surprised me that I had to learn to do that. But you know, but that's great. You remember that keeps the head, head and, yeah. exercised. Would you say you're the the sort of band leader? Yeah, she's the chick out the oh, front. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> no, in I'm many actually ways. I'm not the lead vocalist. Actually, oh. yeah, the I I always was the lead vocalist, but I really love singing harmony. And I occasionally I sing lead, but yeah. So I found a, there's a, a local muso who's ended up being my housemate, who was a drummer, and he wanted to be a singer. And he's got a fantastic voice. <laughs> he's in all these heavy bands, but he's actually got that beautiful sort of high, sweet voice. Sweet voice. Ah. And it was just like, man, you're singing all the wrong things. But you know, because we're mainly an acoustic sort of act, he's singing lead, and I'm singing harmony in most cases. And it's great because he's a fair bit younger than me and it keeps telling me that he knows all these songs because his mother had the same taste in music as me. <laughs> you do. That's but great, that's fine, it? yeah. And and the uh, the other member of the, the band was the bass player in the Ladi Dars, Kevin Borich's band, oh, you know, Gonna See My Baby Tonight. Yes, well, he yes. played bass on that, but he plays lead guitar with us. Huh. So he just kind of, I think he thinks my taste in music is quite weird, but he's just happy to sort of sit and do around whatever, whatever we're playing. So what about sport? Are you still very, very interested in sport? Not really. No. No, I mean, I, I like being able to watch things that I actually want to watch, like rather than state of origin, like footy. Yeah, I'm not. Probably rugby league's one of the things I'm least likely to watch ah, these days. Although I did try to watch state of origin the other night because the big events kind of, you know, I think oh I should watch it, but I just fall asleep. You know it. <laughs> but it's a funny, lot of sleeping going on. I loved, I loved being a sports reporter, but after a while. The obligation, there's so much sport going yeah. on. Most parts of my career when I was doing sport, I didn't have the luxury of of concentrating on one sport. I was, you know, I used to come and do sport reports with you and Wendy, for mm. instance, on breakfast. Mm. But it was whatever was happening. At, so you just felt like you had to be across broadly all. across all everything yeah. all of the time. And, yeah. and in jobs where I had the weekend off, it didn't feel like I had the weekend off because... On Monday, I'd be expected to know what happened. What had happened all over the weekend? And when I first stopped working, I thought I'm just going to take a break from sport. I'm just unless Roger Federer is involved, and then I'll watch. God, <laughs> tell us all about it. Oh, Come on, <laughs> well, it's, it's hardly secret. I mean, I and I'm hardly Robinson Crusoe with the Roger Federer thing, but yeah. So I just thought I'll just have a break from it and then I'll see if I feel like coming back to it and I haven't really. Yeah, but look, I you know, in a sense I have to stay across the big events because now, now I'm admitting this, which 
I'm on the committee for the Sport Australia Hall of Fame. So, you know, we have a meeting once a year to mm. look at And you're in the Hall of Fame. Uh, that's the sport, that's the media. Oh, sorry. That's a hologram of Deb. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually that thing up in the Hall of the Hall of Fame. Right. That's, yeah. No, I have no idea what you two are talking about now. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> But nothing's changed. Yes, no, no, absolutely. We've just hit a brick That's wall, which is fantastic. That's One last thing about sport, though, and I never thought we'd, I'd actually be asking you a question about sport. Um, you must be chuffed uh, about how well women's sport has been taken aboard by Australians. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, the, whether the cricket or football, whatever, we've taken to it, and, and uh, it Soccer. seems like the crowds are huge. Yeah. Soccer. Basketball. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. That's and changed in your lifetime, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. And in a weird kind of way, that was another reason that I felt it was time for me to to bow out because, like, as I was saying, I was already feeling stretched enough with all the various sports that were being covered and then you were adding in the women's element. So mm. it's kind of doubling the, the amount of sport that you needed and sports people that you needed to be aware of. And I remember thinking it's time for a new generation yes, that have exactly. come through sort of looking at women's sport because, you know, for most of my career I didn't cover a lot of women's sport and, you know, Mm. that wasn't necessarily a choice. It's just what was around. And, you know, when I first started I was also told, you know, there used to be like a one page in the Sunday paper of women's sport and that was someone said to me, you'll be ghettoised if if all you cover is women's sport. But I was not an athlete so I hadn't been a woman playing sport. I'd grown up in a family where my dad took me to watch the sport that he watched so that was what I knew and that was what I felt comfortable with. Uh, but, you know, I used to say it's a parallel battle in a sense because there is a sense that men feel they own sport, whether it be the commentary of it or the performance of it. So, so I, you know, I never felt I was a crusader for women's sport as such, but proving that women could appreciate and understand sport is, is part of that equation yeah. in the big mm. picture. For sure. Now, Deb, what a pleasure it is having you on the program. Especially uh, as you're our first regional person. Yes, That's right. our regional yes, person. I'll, yes, I'll put that as, a, as one of my great <laughs> achievements, the first regional person. That's right. And we'll get somebody to assist it. you getting out of here too, by the way, because it is very confusing in those mean streets. Um, what a pleasure, though, yeah. mate. I've got to say, so Saucer much fun. Saucer of milk for Mr <laughs> Rogerson. Great to chat, Deb. Thanks so much. Thanks, Ange. Thanks, Thanks Deb. It was great. Catching up with Deb. And look, you just wouldn't even know that she was from the regions. No. I, you know, other, <laughs> other than those bits of hay coming out of her hair. And uh, what was that, a raccoon she had with her? I, I, I don't know. I think it was. But, uh, you know, what no, a pleasure. What a pleasure. So lovely to see her again. Uh, so thank you very much for tuning in to mm. Suddenly Senior. That's right. And, of course, we have an active, very active Facebook group. Feel free to jump in on it. And, uh, and we have a new website too, by the way which is suddenlysenior.com.au if you want to go have a look. Fancy that. Yeah, no, we're moving forward. We are. We are just (laughs) getting bigger and bigger. Hey, thank you very much and talk to you next time. Bye. Please like and also subscribe. Thank you for listening. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. Leave a comment, as long as it's nice. (laughs) If it's not, that's right. Fuck off. (laughs) See you next time, Ange. Bye. And I want wine with my meds. Yes. <laughs>